Normally, uh, the smartest white man on this side of heaven is here on the last Tuesday of the month. But something happened. He wasn't able to make it this past Tuesday. But fret not. He's here today. Bill Lockwood. He is the he is uh, Texas Texas boldest voice on patriotism. Radio host at American Liberty with Bill Lockwood, a preacher, teacher, and author. And let's not forget one of the smartest white men on this side of heaven. Bill Lockwood is here today. Bill, good morning, sir. Good morning, Jesse Lee. How are you today? All is well. How are you doing? Very good. Excellent. It's great to be with you. Thank you, Bill. Bill, how are you feeling about the atmosphere in America today? Oh, terrible. Terrible. It's, ab- it's absolutely horrific. You know, it's created solely by the Democrats who are really uh, shown their socialistic, communistic colors. And uh, it's the, the atmosphere is absolutely um, bitter. And it's not going to get any better either. So uh, that's just because they're out for blood and uh, their true colors are now seen. But these are the true colors that they've been flying for a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, but they've, they've been more bold with it now. And so uh, they're, they're not even holding the pretensions of being constitutional in their actions. Uh, they're not holding pretensions of being statesmen any longer. They're absolutely out for blood. And they've shown everything that they're about. And they have been for a long time. Uh, what they've been about. Why are they allowed to get away with that? The American people have gone to sleep. We have gone to sleep and we've allowed this to carry on for a long time. It's been going on for a hundred years and we have allowed unconstitutional actions to continue apace. Um, and it's, it's a sad, sad uh, situation in America because we have just gone to sleep and allowed Congress to run amok. And we've allowed so much power to gravitate toward Washington, D.C., that uh, any longer it's very difficult to fight Washington, D.C., because after all, you know, they were going to help everybody. They're going to have a chicken in every pot during FDR's time. And so the federal government was stepping into roles that was uh, that every everybody constitutionally minded recognized was unlawful and illegal. And yet we allowed it to go on. So it's been going on for a long, long time. And so now they're out of control. And what do we do about it? And, and you say? What do we do about it? I say, well, we better start informing people about what's going on, and uh, people better get involved uh, right now. Matter of fact, today they're taking a vote in the House on the impeachment of Donald Trump, and uh, you know this is uh, such an illegal and immoral action because uh, not only is there nothing for which they're impeaching him, at least they have not let the American people know what it might be, but also they've been uh, they've been going about it behind closed doors for a long time, which is unprecedented in American history. So it's the Star Chamber t- tactics of of the old England. And so uh, this is what the Democratic Party is about. They've always been about this. Uh, you know, people say, well, we need to compromise, come to the middle, come to a table and talk. But uh, the compromising has always been by Republicans. It's always been by conservatives. Yeah. And that's yeah. why we're almost in a status state right now. I noticed that the media and even the Republican Party do not denounce homosexuality as an abnorm anymore. They'll name some other things, but like child molester or rapist, but they won't say homosexuality anymore. They they have stopped denouncing it, period. And is that good for America or for society that this is being accepted now as a norm? You know, Jesse, this is this is a perfect illustration 
of those who are standing on the right for the for correctness and for biblical principles that we have backed up so far that they are now mandating how we speak about sin and uh, absolutely deserting the Bible. And the next thing that's going to be, of course, is the Bible is outlawed as far as the, the moral principles of it, the teachings of the Bible, the teachings of God's Word, which our founders all said was really the basis of the establishment of America. But now, of course, this is outlawed. This is uh, supposedly hate speech. So uh, that's the next thing that's going to take place. And it's already taking place in some places. And so I noticed that a lot of young people, millennials and Zs, don't know about God. They don't—I hear a lot of people— a lot of young people, they just don't know, and they have gone through the universities, they've gone to public education, and they think that to even mention him, it just doesn't make sense anymore. And even some so-called Christians are now saying that they are not Christian, but they are spiritual. So they're trying to—they're gradually erasing Christianity out. Right. If you read the uh, platform for the National Council of Churches, for example, it reads such as a socialist screed is what it is. It's all about socialism and communism and redistribution of wealth and forcing people to uh, give for causes for which they do not believe in necessarily, but forcing people to give, taking money from one segment, giving to another, about world peace and strengthening the United Nations and uh, global education and on and on it goes. And so even in the pews, that's, that's the weakness. Those who claim to be Christians, they couldn't even take an Elijah preaching today. They could not take a John the Baptist yeah. preaching. If an Isaiah stood up or a Jeremiah stood up and preached to the pulpits, in the pulpits today to the pews, I tell you what, they would, they would empty the church houses because we cannot take solid, straight Bible preaching. Were you surprised that Joe Biden was denied communion? I was. Uh, I was surprised because this is an example. The, the priest that was in South Carolina who did that, Robert Morey, uh, really had some backbone because most uh, pulpits and most uh, preachers and those who are occupying those leadership positions in the different churches have been so weakened and have had uh, noodles for backbones and have not stood on biblical principles at all. And so usually they just, you know, go along with whatever the culture says and demands that they do. And the culture is setting the pace for the churches. So here we have an example, and many people don't know it, but he went to receive communion as the Catholic Church practices it. Of course, he being a practicing Catholic, and so he went to the church there in South Carolina, uh, the, the, uh, the Catholic Church. And Robert Morey, the priest there, says, no, I'm not going to give you the communion. Here's the, here's the Roman Catholic Church's stance on abortion. And you're against it. And uh, you're for the taking of innocent life. So I'm not even going to give it to you. That was of course, amazing. Catholics, yeah. And I was, I was proud that <clears throat> we had someone standing up and saying it yeah. publicly yeah. and out loud. You know, it's easy to sit, to sit in the, at the dining room table and be, and be bold. But <laughs> it's a little different when you're facing someone like Joe Biden. So I appreciate Robert Morey on that one. Do you think other churches would be brave enough to follow suit now? I hope so. Uh, if they're not brave enough now, they're not going to be braver when it gets when it becomes outlawed to speak the truth regarding homosexuality and such items as that. Uh, they're they're not going to be brave to speak out. I um, I um, 
was surprised to see the Catholic Church standing up because uh, like the the Baptists and whatever else out there, the Catholic Church has been very weak. Even the Pope is weak in standing for morality. Right. Yeah, it comes right out of the Vatican all the way down, uh, you know. The current pope is socialistic in leanings, and he's, he's echoed that on a number of occasions, redistribution of wealth and strengthening the United Nations and anti-American and want to siphon off the money from the United States and send it to other countries and, and global warming. And this, of course, that's the tool of socialists in order to get a global government in place. But um, and so it's not the entire Catholic Church, but at least at least the priest Robert Morey, he was said, you know, this is the church's teaching, and I'm going to say it, and I'm going to I'm going to stand by it. So I appreciate him on that. I remember growing up when they did communion at my church in Alabama, they said uh-huh. if you're a sinner, you can't do it because if, if you do it, you're going to go to hell. So I was afraid to do <laughs> until well, I became I a Christian. That. Yeah, well, I don't believe in closed communion. I believe that, of course, is uh, between a man and God as far as uh, partaking of the communion. So passing the communion, let people partake of it. And that's between them and God, whether they are in sin, living in sin or not living in sin, even though, of course, we may know that they are. But nevertheless, um, if they partook of communion, what what benefit would it be? There's there's no real um, there's no real grace in the communion in and of itself. Right. It's simply, it, it, this, and so that's uh, that's a misteaching of the Roman church. But nevertheless, um, I don't believe in closed communion at all. Do you, um, um, have you ever had a communion where it was real wine and not grape juice? Uh, only, only when the grape juice is set out too long. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Do you think that Joe Biden was embarrassed by uh, the denial of communion? Well, I, I think probably so. And I bet I bet he is uh, he's going to have probably come back on Robert Morey and, and some of those conservative priests. And he'll probably uh, he'll probably try to come out with legislation or at least uh, bash them publicly. I, he, uh, to my knowledge, he has not yet. But I think he's I don't think he's finished with that. Do you know who uh, the wicked witch of the West with the low IQ? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Maxine Warner, uh, there's a billboard out about Maxine Waters. I want to show it to you. (laughs) Let's see that. Oh, you can't see it? Oh. So this billboard, Halloween billboard of Maxine Waters, I don't know who she's imitating there, but it's pretty weird. Who is that, Joe? Because I don't have the information it's, here. It's supposed to be Michael Myers. And who is Michael and Myers? Michael Myers is the, the Halloween guy known for, you know, the Halloween movies. And they cut off his head with the white mask. He usually wears a white mask yeah. and he carries on a knife. They cut off his head and put Maxine Waters' head on his body. <laughs> it looks pretty legit. <laughs> it looked pretty fit, fitting to me. Michael Myers was a serial killer. And uh, he uh, plays in horror movies and things like that. Maxine Waters is a wicked woman, and yet she is constantly voted in by the blacks, knowing how evil she is. Why do you think that is? Well, I think the black community has been sold a bill of goods, and that is that the federal government is their savior. And, uh, you know, when, the, when, the, when people 
just illustrative of that, if we just go back, for example, in, to 1967 and 68, when Lyndon Johnson got Medicaid going, and uh, in California it was called Medi-Cal. You know, Jesse, in 1967, there were one million people that signed up for Medi-Cal. Do you know, in one year, one year, a year later, there were 2.5 million that signed up for government assistance. Now, is that because more than, more than the number doubled? No, it's because people see there's free things being handed out, and they want it in on the action. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens to the black community, as well as all communities that are completely hoodwinked by the federal government's assistance role, and they become simply uh, people who are dependent upon the government. And that's, that's where the, the black community most frequently is. That's why they're beholden to the Democratic Party. I was at an event this past weekend, Politicon in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, several young people came over to greet me, and they were supporting Bernie Sanders because they believe in free health care. They think right. Bernie got to get him free health care. I'm not seeing so many young people, especially young men, who believe in socialism. Well, you know, that's because they don't, they don't understand socialism from the very, the very basic bottom line of it. This, it's not free health care. See, the very, the very concept of free health care is a bill of goods that's false. It, what it is is a government monopoly that is funded 100% by the taxpayer. Monopolies have never worked. A monopoly is not good. So health care being a monopoly, a government monopoly funded 100% by the taxpayer, that's what it is. But they don't call it that. They simply say free health care. It would be the same thing regarding education. Yeah. It's, it yeah. would be if the government forced everybody, as they have been doing, forcing everybody to have loans through the government. It's a government monopoly. Monopolies do not work, and they never have worked. It's always freedom that has worked. And monopoly is the opposite of freedom. So this is what they're signing up for, and that is anti-freedom, a slave system. And that's what it amounts to. It's not just free health care. Speaking of uh, socialism, there's this woman in California, California represented by the name of Barbara Lee. She black, and she was on the news, and she want the United Nations to uh, get involved in our elections. What do you think about that? You know, this is, this is what the Democratic Party and many Republicans as well, I'll say, have been about for over 100 years. Uh, as a matter of fact, it reaches all the way back to the period of Woodrow Wilson, in which they wanted a world government. You know, the 14 points that would come up after World War One, and the 14 points included the League of Nations, and that was a, a world government really in in its uh, in embryo form, uh, but the Senate rejected it. The United States Senate rejected it. They came back with the Council on Foreign Relations, and, and then they established the United Nations. And so what's happened is the Democrats almost completely, and most of the Republicans are so much internationalist that they have been, they've been brainwashed to believe that internationalism is the way to go. And Barbara Lee is one of those internationalists and not only is she an internationalist, but she has been completely supportive of dictators such as Fidel Castro. She's been to Cuba about 20, uh, I guess more than 20 times, actually. She's been written up by the People's World, that is, in a favorable fashion. People's World Weekly is a communist magazine. And so Barbara Lee is a fellow traveler. Uh, she's been sponsoring pro-communist events, <clears throat> as well as many other Congress people have as well. 
Uh, Maxine Waters herself has as well. Yeah. These are fellow yeah. travelers. You know, I, I say communism has really engrafted itself in the Democratic Party, and people say, well, how many people are members of the Communist Party? That's not the issue, how many are actually card-carrying members of the party. The issue is how many fellow travelers are there. And when you look back at the Communist Manifesto and the number of points, the particular points that Karl Marx set out, we have tracked along perfectly well with almost all of them. And that's exactly where we are today. And Barbara Lee is an unabashed communist fellow traveler, and she wants the United Nations to step into its role, and I mentioned from the time of Woodrow Wilson, simply because the United Nations, in its embryo form, it was designed from the beginning to be a world government, and she wants it to step into that role as it was designed by its founders. So she's not alone in this. So that's the point. But nevertheless, that's what she wants, and it, she wants it to be overseeing the United States. Amazing. I've, all, I've said of late that the only purpose of black people on Earth now, and especially in America, is to uh, help destroy, not to build. When I was growing up, America, black Americans were involved in building the country. They loved the country for the most part. They were involved in building. Today's black people, ever since the so-called civil rights movement happened, I noticed that uh, black people started were used to destroy America, and that's why they were seduced into a socialist idea, one of the reasons, by giving them free stuff. And now it's so easy to get black people to be on the side of destruction. You know what? I, I heard a speaker several years ago. You probably know who he is. <clears throat> His name is Anthony Bryant. I think he's passed now. You know Tony Bryant. Do you remember Tony Bryant's name? Uh, uh, he was with Eldridge Cleaver uh, in the Black Panthers of the 1960s. He hijacked an airplane <clears throat> down to Cuba, and um, they threw him in Fidel Castro's Cuba. They threw him into a prison, and uh, he, he finally was able to get out because he, as well as the black community of the 1960s, were completely sold on the, the wickedness of America, and communism was the answer. Yeah. And so he yeah. did hijack a plane to Cuba. I remember that well, now. He, yeah, he thought he'd be a hero. Well, he was not. And he, they threw him into prison. Well, <clears throat> when he came back to America, he got off the plane, he kissed the ground. He says, you know what? I have been mistaken. I've been wrong. And I heard him speak in Houston uh, several years, I guess it's 20, 25 years ago. And he tells about that, he's, and he tells exactly what you've said, how the black community has been sold a bill of goods about communism slash socialism. And he says, we better start waking up to what's really happening here. And But nevertheless, we have not, even though the voices such as yourself, Jesse Lee Peterson, as well as the Tony Bryants of the world, have not been listened to yeah. by many people. Yeah. Yeah. Cleaver says the same thing. I did a man on the street the other day for my TV show, the fallen state TV. And it was about blacks and socialism. What I realized is that black is so much a part of their lives now, especially younger generation. They don't, they don't even know that it's socialism. They think that it's normal. Right. They, yeah. We have, we have become accustomed to socialism in America uh, because we've been practicing different planks of it for a long time. I, you know, I, I get into discussions with people. They say, well, look what, look what freedom ha has done to us. Uh, freedom did this in the 1930s and 40s. I say, you, you know, you, you don't, we don't even understand what socialism has done. Uh, socialism has been involved in America before 1930. Yeah. And we were already headed in a socialistic direction. The problems that we see in America have been created mostly by socialistic, communistic 
policies that have been implemented incrementally by different administrations, including the Wilson, the FDR administration, the Lyndon Johnson administration, and even Republican administrations and international interference in all the places of the world. And it finally gave us people like Obama, because we've been so international-minded and slash socialist-minded that uh, we've been we had people like Obama come in there who's an unabashed socialist yeah. as far as his connections are concerned. Bill, we're running out of time. Tell the people how to listen to your show, get read your uh, 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 podcast and read everything that you're doing there. Yeah, thank you, Jesse. Well, the, the show is American Liberty with Bill Lockwood. It's out of Wichita Falls on News Talk 1290 AM dial. And that's on Saturdays at 11 o'clock. And then uh, it's also in Lubbock and Abilene Sundays at 5 o'clock. And those are on AM dials in Lubbock and Abilene. And then the website's the same thing, American Liberty with Bill Lockwood. And I have some great writers, including yourself, who have good articles on there. Uh, Alex Newman, who writes uh, for wow. several magazines. Uh, Tom DeWeese, who writes. And uh, just several people like that that are writing for me consistently and uh, sending me articles and just a lot of good material on there. So I try to keep it out there. So that's how you get to. And I have some blogs, too, as, as well. So that's how you get to the website, American Liberty with BillLockwood.com. Well, I know that most people agree with me that you are the smartest white man on this side of heaven. <laughs> I certainly don't. <laughs> I really appreciate you, Bill, and thank you for coming on this month. I thought that we were—I know you're so busy that we wouldn't oh, have well, a chance to have you on, and, and a lot of people I, like hearing yeah, from you. I just run around too, too, too much sometimes, chasing my tail. So, yeah, <laughs> thank you for having me, Jesse. I always enjoy being here. Same here, Bill. Thank you. God bless you, man, and the family. All right. Lord bless you, too. Thank you much. All right. 888-7753. Bill Lockwood, folks. Check him out. All right? It's amazing. Amazing. And don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe, and share the Jesse Lee Peterson Radio Show, folks. We really appreciate it. We are at war. It is a spiritual battle for the soul of America. And it's going to take all of us to do it. 888-7753. 